0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This week, episode number 273, we're going to talk about guns and preparation. We might talk about Blog World, Women and Guns, Barbara's Back, and so is micro-stamping in the news. Wow Thing, and the Urban Shooter Supporter Awards. And the show is dedicated to the people of New Jersey. Yeah. All this and more coming up next.
1: Crossbreedholsters.com presents The Urban Shooter Podcast. Thank God for an expert. The weekly pro-gun variety show featuring the internationally known black man with a gun. Who a friend and brother from a different mother. That's what I call a close encounter. Ken Blanchard. Love a star. You're going to love it.
0: It's a classic. Hey, this is Ken Blanchard, host and producer of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks for downloading this show. I hope you subscribe to it so it can be sent instantly and free to your immediate device. That's what our RSS feed does, by the way. You can find me also on Stitcher.com so it can go right to your smartphone or even to your car if you got that app there. If you're new to this show, this is the weekly inspiration, education, and entertainment an alternative pro-gun podcast. I'm hoping by the end of the show, I've said something that made you smile, something that you can share, something that took you back to a happier time and made it worth listening to. I do this every Friday night, but you can get this anytime. After that, straight from my basement to your ears. I usually do this after the family has kind of quieted down a little bit or the washer machine and the dryer is not on. Who am I? Well, I'm a pretty chill dude with a full-time job that rides a Harley, pastors a Baptist church in Washington, D.C., and is known internationally as the black man with a gun. I started off a kid born in the 60s, grew up both in Maryland and Virginia. I'm an artistic kind of person with an athletic family, so they thought I was a weird one. I had some self-esteem issues, of course. Joined the U.S. Marine Corps after high school. Got kind of wild after that lived abroad, came back to the U.S., and became a federal law enforcement officer and then a trainer. I got involved with the gun rights movement back in 1991, and then I've kind of been involved either directly or indirectly behind the scenes ever since. I've tried and failed to make a living in the gun industry, but learned a lot about myself, people, the gun rights organizations, and the firearms industry in whole. I've tried firearms training as a business working with civilians, private security, law enforcement, and even doing executive protection. I've written three books, had an online presence since about 2000, shared a stage with Charlton Heston, been in three documentaries, and been dissed more times than Rodney Dangerfield. I went into ministry in 2001 and did my trial sermon as a Baptist minister 10 days before 9-11. I've been abused by African-American Baptists for being pro-gun, I've been scrutinized by my employer for being in the media. almost lost my good government job on more than one occasion, actually. almost lost my wife, risking our finances on my entrepreneurial goals and during a small issue of uh, infidelity. Yeah, I said it. I was ordained in the Baptist tradition and installed as pastor of a small but growing church in D.C. for about 50 people. And they're not pro-gun. Everybody doesn't understand or get me because, to be honest, I'm not like anybody else. I'm still standing, though, by the grace of God. After all I've been through, I'm thanking you for being here with me this time. Makes you kind of special, actually. It does. I got people that um, I'd rather talk to than relatives. Folks that retweet, folks that help me out on the forums, folks that talk to me on Facebook Email me on on the regular. Keep me abreast of what's going on. You're my family. I've been shot at, missed by Explosive, lived through disco, hip-hop, the 80s, and I ain't judging nobody. I've done some stuff. I ain't no choir boy, but I will go to the gates of hell to get you out if you're my friend. So, I'm here for you. This show will feature news, personal views, interviews, inspiration, humor, product information, life lessons, and whatever I can think might help you survive another week. I am your friend and your brother from another mother. They call me the pastor of patriots, pistoleros, and paladins. I am Ken with two ends. I'm not the author of the one-minute manager who stole my cheese or the leadership empire guy out of San Diego. I'm the other guy. I am the black man with a gun. And if you want to reach me, my toll-free number is 888 675 And my email address is blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Welcome to the Urban Shooter Podcast. John Wayne is going to give us and lead us off in our Pledge of Allegiance, and then we're going to get right into episode number 273.
1: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: I bet you said, man, that guy just told his whole life. Yeah, that's how I am. See, I figure if you know who, who I am what I am and how I am, and you still like me, then you're like, like my real friend. That's all you can ask for in this world. And everybody else just says, man, that dude's belt don't go through all the loops. I know. I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer. But I am your friend. Yeah, you know what else happened this week? Um, I got a call from Hollywood. Yeah, I might be going on that show. But I'm waiting now for, um, for more word and for schedule. So, Almost everything that I had on the, on the calendar, I got to put on hold because I'm not sure when I'm going to go. As soon as I get a date, then I can restart all my stuff. Like, I was going to come hang out in New York with uh, Aaron. I was going to go to uh, Tampa, hang out with Derek. I was going to try to get out to uh, San Diego, hang out with Rob. Like, I got money, right? I know. I got big dreams. But I, what I am doing, though, I do got this one in, on a, on the books. August the 13th, I'm going to Detroit. Going mm-hmm. to hang out with Rick Hector. They're having a, his annual affair, whatever, it's like a dinner or something with a band and stuff. I think I'm the principal speaker for that one. I'm going to be there for that. That's far enough in advance. I'm going to make the Orlando Gun Rights Policy Conference down in Florida in uh, the September. But everything between now and then, I got to kind of put on hold till I find out what's going on. Hey, did you know that the people in um, New Jersey can't pump their old gas? All the gas stations are full service. And ain't that wild? And in New Jersey, it's illegal on a highway. You can't park under a bridge. In New Jersey, it's against the law for a man to knit during the fishing season. And in New Jersey, actual laws now, it's against the law to frown. At a police officer. Ain't that something? So, for all you hardcore New Jersey gun rights people, my hat's off to you because you got to deal with a lot. How are you doing otherwise? I'll probably be sending you out a, uh, my email in a couple of days. I'm going to take my email list and just send out a quick shout-out. So, expect uh, an email from Ken at UrbanShooterPodcast.com or either mail at Gun. Com. and make sure it doesn't hit your spam folder um, if it does. Just wanted to share some stuff. Like I got um, the Blanchard Media Group. I'm still working on that website, but I actually ran out of steam. Um, I got like a little bit too much going on, so I got to slow my roll. You ever get like that? You ever get like on fire for something, but there's only one of you? Yeah, that's the problem. But it's looking good. I got... Some good irons in the fire. Everything's moving hot. And I'm hoping that if just a couple of these things work in order, um, I'll be gainfully employed and professionally doing all my stuff. That's my deal. I'm just trying to do everything professional the best I can. Why not, right? A couple more days, I'll be 50 years old. Ain't that something? That's a milestone. My wife wanted to throw me this big old shinding. I didn't want it. I'm actually living the life that I love right now. I'm actually having the best time of my life. I mean, my family is right. My kids are happy. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. I'm in my lane. I'm. I'm I got a chance to, to work. I'm making enough money to support the family, and I'm pushing this thing as hard as I can physically, mentally, spiritually giving it my gusto, making the Blanchard Media Group an actual small business all by itself. And even pastoring my church. That's coming around too. Yeah. We're going to talk about religion in a little while. But it basically, I just want you to kind of man up on some stuff. What do I mean? Men used to use their backs Work with their hands and use their brains to overcome stuff, adversity, problems. I think we just whine or complain now or either just trying to check out. I think women are looking still for the dragon slayers and still want to be rescued from that castle. And not get all the BS and the lying and the mediocrity that we got going on right now. I want the guys, man, just people like me, just storm the castle, man. Just do, do the thing you're supposed to do. Gotta check yourself sometime. I think we got all sensitive and politically correct on some stuff and can't make a decision. Stuff is all out of whack, and it ain't funny no more. We got to man up on some stuff. We get so worried about our looks, our hair, and our skin. I was telling this dude next to me in the nail salon the other day. We got to man up. (music) Women'sOutdoorNews.coms. Barbara Baird.
1: Hey, Urban Shooter. I have been putting the miles on these past few weeks from Seattle to Huntsville to Lower Alabama on a hog hunt to North Carolina to Kansas City to South Dakota. Whew! And somewhere in there, I managed to go back to find the time to go back to a place I go and have gone for the past five years Boys and Girls Town, Missouri. the Changing Prisms program, where 40 girls between the ages of 12 and 17 meet 10 mentors and about 100 support women, including therapists and guides, for a weekend of skill-building, bonding, and stripping off the makeup, the pretenses, and getting real with girls who have been, some of them, abused beyond belief. Still fresh off the weekend slumber party, of sleeping with the lights on and house parents checking on us. I'm coming off my Kool-Aid high, and again? I'm shaking my head at the evil in the world, folks. It's out there, and you must be prepared for it if it invades your world. Granted, a little girl is helpless against a nasty old uncle in the middle of the night. But when she gets older, and someone believes her story, and she gets help and gets strong, she must believe that she can fight back. And that's why I choose to carry a firearm for protection and continue to train with it. And that is why I am offended when some women think that they can dictate how I protect myself. And that is why I implore you that if you know a woman who desires to be empowered, that you suggest that she think about learning to shoot a gun. In fact, in all my years of training new shooters and bringing my girlfriends to the range, I've never met a woman who was so turned off that she turned into one of the antis. I know one woman out of the hundreds that I've taken to the range and and shot with who said she just didn't like it. And that's okay by me, as long as she doesn't try to change things and take away our freedoms. Talk about timing, I just noticed a blog post from the well-armed woman, and she reveals why a lot of us women choose to carry firearms. She writes, I don't carry a gun because I want to shoot people. I carry a gun because I refuse to be a victim. I don't carry a gun because I hate the government. I carry a gun because I realize the limitations of government to protect me. I carry for emergency self-defense when there are no better options left. I don't carry a gun because I am paranoid. I carry a gun because, sadly, there are very real threats around me. I don't carry a gun because I'm an evil person. I carry a gun because I've lived long enough to see the evil in this world and to accept that I am prey to those who are evil. I don't carry a gun to compensate for anything. I carry a gun to equalize the battlefield. My physical size and strength can't even come close to that of an attacker. I don't carry a gun because I am angry. I carry a gun so I don't ever have to hate myself for not being prepared in protecting myself or those I love. I don't carry a gun because I love it. I carry a gun because I love life and the people who make it meaningful to me. I don't carry a gun to scare people. I carry because I am trained to do so safely. I carry my gun because it is my right to do so responsibly. You can read about strong women who shoot and hunt and fish and ride a kayak fast over at womensoutdoornews.com. And thanks, Ken.
0: Hey, welcome, Barbara, and welcome back. Let me take a break and let you hear from our sponsor, the one and only Crossbreedholsters.com. Being an armed citizen means having a gun with you all the time. Carrying a firearm every day requires a holster that is both concealable and comfortable. Whether you choose our Supertuck Deluxe or Mini Tuck, you'll have the confidence that comes from being discreetly and comfortably armed, prepared to face unforeseen dangers. Crossbreed holsters are handmade in the USA, come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. Order your holster today at CrossbreedHolsters.com. All right, thanks, Mark. And now, a little news and commentary. This week in the news, we got an old issue that kind of comes back front and center. Micro stamping. Ballistic fingerprinting. This week, we got New editorials from both the Baltimore Sun and the New York Times, both the safest cities in America, commenting on the need for firearms bullet identification. How it would make the streets safer if they could find the origin of the casing and who owns the firearm that shot it, which doesn't make any sense either way you say it. Ballistic fingerprinting or micro-stamping won't stop any crime, and it will not help. It will not help police investigations. This is old. It's not new. Actually, it came out today um, and yesterday in the New York Times and uh, BaltimoreSun.com. And all over the anti-gun, anti-rights atmosphere, it's been touted as something new, but it's not. Actually, it's been around prior to... 2006, when it was big, and I think it came out actually in the 1990s um, by the name of a co-founder and inventor. A guy by the name of Todd Lazat, actually started the whole thing. What's wrong with it? Let's get down to it, all right? Micro-stamping is a proposed means for imprinting unique serial numbers onto cartridges fired from a firearm, similar to ballistic fingerprinting. It allegedly helps police identify what firearm might have been used in a crime. Micro-stamping uses precision equipment to remove microscopic amounts of metal from the tip of the firing pin. It's a myth. Independent testing by forensic technologists show the technology is reliable. Fact. Firing pins are inexpensive and readily removable, swappable replacement parts in most models of handguns. Criminals who file down serial numbers on the sides of guns won't hesitate to file or exchange firing pins. Fact. 46% of impressions ranked as unsatisfactory, i.e. illegible, after only 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. Fact. Reloaded ammunition, which is extremely common due to the economics of recycling casings and home reloading tools, will make prosecuting cases nearly impossible once the reloaded ammunition is raised. Yeah. A case may have two or three more markings, making the final shooter impossible to identify. Myth, filing the firing pin will make the gun inoperable. Fact, firing pins are designed to be pushed deeply into the primer. It ignites the round. The depth of the engraving, like 0.005 of an inch, is vastly smaller than the tolerance of the firing pin's drive depth. Fact, in a test, the engravings were removed using a 50-year-old knife sharpening stone in less than a minute the firearm still operated correctly after the filing. Myth. The cost per firearm will be cheap. Fact. The National Sports Shooting Foundation, the representative for firearms manufacturers, estimates that the cost will be upwards of $150 per firearm, more than tripling the price of self-defense and self-protection and making it unaffordable for lower-income people. Another form of racism. The Brady campaign dispute that those with firearm manufacturers experience claiming micro stamping will cost only 50 cents, which is not true at all. And finally, since many crime guns are stolen property, finding the original owner does not help solve the crime. And I got all of this from gunfacts.info, which Guy Smith puts out for free. If you want to check out um, what he put out, the most latest edition of this, GunFacts. Info, micro stamping is a joke. It's been around for a long time. It does not solve one issue. Does not help one crime. Does not save one life, one child. Nothing. It's all bunk. Don't get caught up on technology. You think that's bad? At one time, they even wanted to put microchips, yeah, in firearms, for the purpose of disabling them on purpose through electromagnetic interference. Technology, yeah. Back in the day, um, New York Senator Hillary Clinton raised eyebrows by proposing to use federal money to set up high-tech scanners that would monitor the streets to reveal which pedestrians were carrying firearms. In theory, the surveillance system could only be equipped to locate guns, but also could disable them by remote control. And such remote control would only disable smart guns, however. Ordinary guns would be immune like criminals would carry smart guns. And showing off a 45 caliber to the interviewer, um, they were saying that 100 years from now, this gun will still work. The same cannot be said for any smart gun now under development. Electronic means to control. Electronic means to track, not new, but still making news around the world. Hey, you know, I had a a pretty big fight with my wife the other day, Um, first time we had one in a long time, and it took me back. I mean, I was like sour for a couple of days, and I don't like that. That was kind of sucky. So I headed out to uh, a bar, actually, to drink a Miller Genuine Draft. Hadn't had one of those in a long time, and uh, man, the game has changed. I had a lady try to buy me a drink. I haven't had that happen in a long, long time. She goes, haven't I seen you someplace before? And I said, yeah, that's why I don't go there no more. And she like laughed. <laughs> but that didn't work. I mean, she still hounded me like, you look so sad. I was like, dang. She goes, is this seat empty? I said, yeah. And this one would be if you sit down. She got the hang of that, and she kind of like gave me the look and walked away. But it wasn't like five minutes later, and here comes another one. Your place or mine? I was like, wow. Both, you go to yours, and I'll go to mine. The world has changed, y'all. But it, it it did take me back. Luckily, I got myself together. Went on home and made peace with the missus. Sometimes you got to just got to man up on that stuff. But it was hard. I ain't, I ain't going to lie. I, um, my mind was racing. I like thought about all the, all the stuff, how I used to be. Yeah, how I used to be. Wasn't always a preacher. I was pretty rough at one time. Should I tell you about it? Let's do it. She got into the ride, went to a club, was jumping. Pitches myself as can, she said, You're a liar. Said I got it going on, baby doll, and huh, I'm on fire. Took her to the hotel, she said, You're the king. I said, be my queen if you know what I mean, and let's do the wild thing. Mall, looking for some gear to buy, I saw this girl. She cold cocked the world, and I had to adjust my fly. She looked at me and smiled and said, "Got plans for the night?" I said, "Hopefully, if things go right, I'll be with you tonight." So we journeyed to her house. One thing led to another. I keyed the door, we cold hit the floor. Looked up and it was her mother. I didn't know what to say. I was hanging by a string. She said, hey, you two, I was once like you, and I like to do the wild thing. Wild thing. She loved to do the wild thing. Wild thing. Please, baby, baby, please. Posse in effect. Hanging out is always hype. When me and the crew leave the ding, I know the girls ain't just my type. Saw this luscious little frame, I ain't lying, fella. she was fine. The sweet young miss go gave me a kiss and I knew that she was mine. Took her to the limousine, still parked outside. I tipped chauffeur when it was over and I gave her my own ride. Couldn't get her off my jock, she was like, static cling. That's what happens when the body starts slapping from her. doing a wild thing. Wild thing, wild thing. She want to do the wild sign please baby baby please wild sign So I said, what the heck? She want to come on stage and do a little dance. So I said, chill for now, but maybe later you'll get your chance. So when the show was finished, I took her around the way. And what do you know? She was good to go without a word to say. It was all alone. And she said, Ken, let me tell you one thing. I need $500 to make you holler. I get paid to do the wild thing. Say what? Yo, love, you must be kidding. let if you walking, babe, just break on out of here. Hasta la vista, baby. stuff, baby. Wild wow, thing. Wild wow, thing. Oh, man, I had to I had, to, had to do a little dance on that one. That's all I'm doing it for. Just uh, keep the keep the smiles. Where were you at when that song came out? That was wild, right? Was, you, was it? Did you know that was coming? I, I tried to throw that in there just to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> hey, if um, this week the mailman brings you a special package and you get a uh, Urban Shooter bracelet. That's uh, just a little message of thanks from me, a little gift of appreciation. I got a new thing I'm going to have made from uh, my new guy at uh, tacticcord.com. Roger uh, Taylor has made these really cool paracord survival bracelets. They're custom made with love and has a unique dog tag that says the Urban Shooter Podcast. And it has a 1911 style pistol attached onto the dog tag. It's made with love from the Pacific Northwest. Tactaccord.com. And it just shows a love for the Urban Shooter podcast. If you've been retweeting, sharing, and have been supported in one way or another, above all others, you'll be getting one of these fine symbols of love in the mail real soon. And if you don't get one soon, you can get your own at Tactaccord.com. Yeah, T-A-C. T i c o r d dot com or paracordproducts.com. Right now, I sent out just I just sent out four just the other day, so I'll be on the lookout for that. Just trying to give back. I mean, it's like my award. It's not. It's a fashion statement. I mean, everybody can't rock it, but it do look good when you sit up on the dresser drawer, or um, you can just see that hey, that Ken was thinking about me. And I, I had to do something. I mean, again, not everybody gets me. I'm just glad you do. So I'm gonna tell you right off the bat, um, the four that got them. Uh, let me know when you do. I had to order them, and they're getting handmade right this moment. And there'll be more coming. Um, for those who share my podcast, who tweet about it, who, who tweet my retweet my stuff, who help me out on Facebook, on the forums. And just do the little stuff on the back end. You guys are like gold. For real. Otherwise I'd be by myself. Which sucks in the world. So again, thanks. And be on the lookout for that Urban Shooter Supporter Award Bracelet. It's uh, black with a red blood stripe going down the middle of it. And it has a unique dog tag that says Urban Shooter Podcast with a 1911 on, on it. It's kind of cool. You can see a picture of it on the uh, Facebook page for Urban Shooter Podcast. All right. This week on our series about preparation called Preppers, this is number three. We're going to talk about firearms. Fancy that. Jock writes, what if the situation becomes dangerous for you and your loved ones? You'll need the means to defend yourself. Since this article is written for a podcast aimed at gun enthusiasts, I'll assume everyone's got their favorite firearm already. So I'll just make a few suggestions for the newbie. Let's say I'm new to the world of shooting and I'm on a tight budget. He says, up here in the great white north, and that's snow, guys, not skin color. By far, the cheapest gun for tactical application is the SKS, selling for around $200. The SKS... Shoots a short 30 caliber cartridge, 7.62 by 39. The same cartridge as the AK-47. He says that a crate of surplus Eastern Bloc or Russian ammunition, which is anywhere from a thousand rounds to 1,400 rounds per crate, is upwards of $200 in his neck of the woods. Add an SKS chest pouch that you can get on eBay for about 20 bucks, and you're pretty much set. Two words of advice, he says, though. SKS's have an internal 12-round magazine and are loaded by using 10-round stripper clips. When you buy a crate, make sure the cartridges come on these stripper clips, or if not, make sure you can find a cheap supply elsewhere, or you'll be loading your rifle one cartridge at a time. Not good in a crisis. Almost most East European Russians military surplus ammo is corrosive, and your rifle must be cleaned after each use. So buy a cleaning kit, too and I'm recommending the oldest one because it's just a bad motor He says his other economical choice would be a good used 12-gauge pump shotgun about the same price as the SKS, about 200 bucks. You might even find one for less if you look hard enough. Look for one with a 3-inch chamber to give you more versatility and ammo availability, and it will be marked on the barrel as such. But if a good deal presents itself, For that two and three-quarter chamber, buy it. Just make sure you don't try to put a three-inch cartridge in it. Unfortunately, 12-gauge ammo is not as cheap as the ammo for SKS. But go to LuckyGunner.com and you'll find a 250-round case of real Royal Double Odd Buck for about $115. Buckshot is generally regarded as a good defensive load at 0 to 40 yards. So if you can, buy two cases. Even though the price per round is a bit expensive, Remember, a buckshot cartridge holds eight or nine lead balls that are the same diameter as a nine-millimeter bullet. So, one-shot pack, a lot of knockdown power. For distances out to 100 yards, maybe even 200 yards with sights or a scope and some practice, buy a case of slugs. And while you're not stopping, or while you're not shopping, or while you're shopping, here we go, grab a case or two of birdshot too. At around 60 bucks a case, birdshot is cheap to practice with, and you can also hunt small game also. Don't count on it for self-defense, though. Although, you'll need a method of carrying your shells, such as a shell belt, a bandolier or two, some pouches or a shoulder bag. A sling for your shotgun or rifle is also a good idea, in case you need both hands free. And again, a cleaning kit. Back to Otis again. Now, right here... I got to stop and say that there's some other choices in firearms that he can write a whole series of articles just on that subject alone, and I hope he does to keep on sharing with you. He writes AR-15s, AKs, M14s, FN, FALs, G3s, M1 Grands, and the list goes on. These are all great choices. Now, this is the part where I actually got some education myself. He says he prefers the 30 caliber main battle rifles as all-around defensive hunting arms. But of all the above list, other than some of the cheaper AK variants, these rifles are all are upwards of $800, not in the budget of the average working man or woman, not to mention those who currently are out of work. And that's just the rifle. Magazine prices are also cost-prohibitive. A good quality bolt action with a scope would be a definite plus, too, for those longer distances. If you have the money. He says an important point to consider in choosing a firearm is future ammo availability. So try to stick with common military and law enforcement calibers that are likely to be around in some form no matter what happens. Or buy a large bulk supply of what your gun uses now while it's still available. Buy cheap and stack it deep. Now, I got to stop here for a hot second and give thanks to two of my friends. Both Miles and Aaron kind of warned me against the 300 AAC blackout. They said just for these same reasons, ammo was expensive, and if you want to stick with the 30 caliber, which I do, there's a lot other and cheaper variables. So I'm probably going to go for a AR10. Yeah, if I can use a like 308, that's, um, that's more my liking. All right, back to the article. My, subjects, see what it says. my suggestions are the best value for someone with limited funds, at least where he comes from. Prices and availability may vary in your area. Can you outfit yourself with an AR-15, a dozen mags, web gear, and, a th- and thousands of rounds of ammo, all for just $400? No, and that's why it's just the SKS. But if you have the funds and the preference for the M14 or any other high price choice, go for it. Just make sure you cover all the extras. Every gun you should have, or every gun you should be part of a system requiring not only the gun, but all the supporting gear needed to keep it running. Whatever you choose, if it's a magazine-fed weapon, in addition to buying enough ammo, make sure you have lots of mags and the web gear to carry them. If you lose a mag here and there, eventually you'll run out and your tactical treasure will become a single shot. Buy more magazines than you think you'll need. And a dump pouch for those precious spent mags is a good idea. He says that the point of all this discussion is that you need something you can hunt with and defend yourself with. So that's going to have to be a long gun. If you can afford a handgun too, it's nice to have as a backup. But they're a secondary weapon. And as cool as they are, if money is tight, you're better off for survival purposes to put that cash towards more ammo and mags for your long gun. If the situation is such that the stores are closed, once you run out of ammo, your gun will become an expensive wall decoration. Another consideration are loved ones who are presently asleep to the possibility of an economic collapse or some other stuff-hits-the-fan catastrophe. They might think you're a bit of a nut right now while things are still relatively stable, but they'll be wide awake when anything bad happens on a grand scale. At that point, they'll be willing to help out with group security duties, but maybe without the tools needed. Having an extra long gun or three and the ammo and web gear, the system to hand them in that situation could be a real lifesaver and a benefit to you. You'll burn out trying to cover all the security requirements yourself and any trustworthy, able bodies will be a big plus. If you're willing to lay down your life for loved ones, why not consider laying down some cash to stock up on what they'll need to be part of your group now, while these items are still available? He says once you've made your choices, get to the shooting range or some other safe place outside city limits where you are free to practice shooting. And if you can afford to, get some quality instruction, He says that the apple seed program is reported to be a great place to start. And one last thought, a good field knife is a must-have. Its uses are many, from last-ditch defense to building shelters and cleaning fish and game. It's a tool you don't want to be without. Make sure you have a good sheath and a sharpening stone, and keep the knife on your belt or web gear at all times. History shows that whatever a crisis causes a breakdown in law and order, Violence increases and criminals and sociopaths increasingly prey upon the weak. With the right tools and skills, you can make sure you and your family don't become victims. Having the food and supplies to survive does you no good at all if a group of marauders comes along and takes it all, leaving you and your loved ones bruised, beaten, or worse. This is from Jacques Larock, out of Canada. Not his real name, of course, but man, stuff to think about. Thanks, man. And if you missed something that I said or mumbled over, the entire article is listed on com. All right, if you check out the podcast, I mean, not the podcast, but the blog, you'll see that I mentioned women in guns, and I kind of did it tongue-in-cheekly, hoping that I could get uh, some conversation going, but it really probably hasn't happened yet. Check out the site at com. It's kenblancher.com. Same thing. I kind of flipped some stuff around so that uh, I had like 100 links going to Black Man with a Gun since the year 2000 and about 40 coming from Ken and Blanchard.com. So I just kind of flipped it since I, one was older than the other, but they both go to the same site. And I also talked about Blog World, how I met this young lady who's going to be probably famous before too long. Um, she's already famous. She's a member of SAG already. And uh, she's a model. She's an actress. Her name is Bobby Joe Kitchen. I met her in New York, and I got a nice little picture. I'm waiting for a video to come out. Um, there was a booth that she was working at, being the host, and the booth guy didn't have his stuff together, so I couldn't really tell or remember what he was selling. And that's really the crux. Of what I was talking about but brothers all joking aside in the last couple of days I've listened to some podcasts that basically make Christianity or our faith seem like a joke and for some reason intelligent people think belief in God heaven hell sin life after death or even Jesus is a load of crap and then When you get a constant reminder of the charlatans, the pimps and the pulpits, and the child molesters in ministry, it's easy to doubt some of that stuff yourself. And least of all churches and that whole industry of Christianity and music, and it's kind of a sham sometimes. I'm here to tell you, hold on to your faith. If people thought Jesus was like you, would they want to follow him? Probably not. We are the reason faith is suspect. We don't have our stuff together. We are lukewarm. I'm just saying, it's time to man up if you're a person of faith. Man up in your relationships. Man up in your study of the Word of God. Don't think you have to be stupid or just believe whatever somebody says. Study for yourself. Talk to God for yourself. Work on that relationship. listen to all this other stuff all these bozos out here that are well read they sound reasonable but you know they're lost they're unhappy and they're still searching for something that you have you are a good man because of god you are a good father because of god you are a good friend because of there you go now you're getting the hang of it it's our special sauce he's the reason you can get back after you fall down he is the reason You can try again. He is our hope. Christian men, urban shooter listeners, Jesus came to show us that there is no forgiveness without repentance, that there is no salvation without surrender, there is no believing without following. Not a sermon, just a thought. Two hunters are looking out for a pheasant when they come across a local farmer's daughter sitting naked on a fence sunning herself. The first hunter asks, are you game? And she replies, I sure am, honey. So the second hunter shoots her. Oh, that was really bad. Hey, if you got better jokes, send them to me, blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. I'm going to try to do a, um kind of a video live conference thing where I'll start yakking about some stuff we we'll actually be talking about um, just man issues, just stuff for, for the fellas, and get your comments and thoughts. And we'll have a little conversation online. It might last about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I will send out invites via Facebook. Um, we'll probably give it a shot. Sunday evenings, Eastern Standard Time, about 9 p.m. We'll try that. So look out for 9 o'clock. 9 p.m., 2100, on Sundays. Um, Look out for an open invitation to a new channel I'm going to try. We'll try for 10 minutes, 15. We'll see what goes. And we're going to talk about, you know, man stuff. Might, it'll be funny for some of it. Some of it'll be, well, well, we'll figure it out, right? Hey, it's summertime now for sure. And uh, this reminds me of the time I used to, when school got out, I would head down to uh, Suffolk, Virginia. Man, that was like super rural. It was a small community about like a mile from the North Carolina border on the far, far east side, the Blackwater swamp, the dismal swamp. And uh, it was about 18 miles from town back then. No city water, no plumbing like we're used to now. It was pretty, pretty country, though. Grandma had a loaded shotgun that she kept next to the potbelly stove in the kitchen, and with all those 20-something grandkids that were around the house, nobody ever bothered Grandma's shotgun. Why? We knew it was for protection against strangers or if Grandma had to go hunting or something. Maybe think of it again. I told this story a couple of times i I told the New Jersey guys, I, um, I might have done it on camera somewhere, but I am. Um, have you heard it? Okay. If you don't mind, I'll share it with you right before we close for the night or for the week. Um, just growing up and seeing this firearm leaning up against a wood box behind the stove and then growing up later and hearing all the stuff about people having accidental shootings and misusing firearms didn't really register with me. I knew that we didn't want to believe anything against grandma, so it couldn't happen. happened. couldn't happen in a home. It wasn't the gun. The gun wasn't the evil tool that everybody in the city talked about. Because the most responsible, the strongest, the most loved person in my world owned the shotgun. Well, what really took this home was, one time I was about seven years old hanging out near the swamp. There was a big vine where the grape arbor were. There's like these dark navy blue grapes that used to grow there. And right, maybe like six feet from the edge was a ditch. And the ditch went out to the swamp. And my grandmother's clothesline went almost as far to the grapevine right at the mouth of the swamp. And I used to just go there Look for tadpoles and turtles and throw rocks at stuff. Well, one time, this huge water moccasin had to be at least six foot long, crawled out of the water and was sunning itself right near me. Well, I didn't see the snake till it was too late. And uh, I was about two feet from it. And it saw me and it opened its mouth. And I know why they call it the cotton mouth. All you saw was white and heard the hiss. And the rest of the snake was this dark green murky color. And uh, I saw the fangs and I knew I was in trouble. So what do you do when you're seven years old and you're in trouble? You holler for your mama. Well, for me, it was grandma. As soon as I did, I heard that back door open. she had this like raggedy house that by all means today was, oh, it's pretty poor. But she cracked that screen door open. She go, "Boy, what's your problem?" All I said was, "Grandma, a snake." I saw her look, and then she went back in the house. I thought, "What? That lady just left me out here by myself. I'm about to get bit. There's a snake like two feet from my foot, and Grandma just left me out here." Well. It was a good distance away when the door opened back up. I saw Grandma with that shotgun, that old rusty shotgun. She had her flip flops on, or slides, she called them, and she comes slapping on down in the dirt. You could see her feet hitting up the, the dust, and she was getting a little closer. I thought, Grandma, you're too old. Don't don't shoot that shotgun. I I already knew it. at Seven years old, I knew that you don't shoot shotguns at far away distances. I'm gonna lose a foot or something i'm gonna wanna die right here in the swamp, and she just kept coming and then she stopped, took aim, and I figure either way I'm in trouble. I'm either gonna get bit or shot and then I hear a huge explosion. I never heard a shotgun go off before except at New Year's Eve because every New Year's Eve, grandma uses that same shotgun to celebrate like a minute after midnight. She gets up, grabs that shotgun, and fires two rounds up into the tree. Well, this time, I heard the shotgun go off in the middle of the summer. And I heard the dirt and the rocks fly near my foot. I looked down, and the water moccasin was in bits. Grandma was a pretty good shot with that shotgun. And when I opened my eyes, I thought, I'm still living. And where's Grandma? Grandma. She had already turned around and was heading back in the house, calm as can be. She had done what she was supposed to do, protect her kids. So I had no fear. It's been a long time since, I, since that happened. But every time I think about it and how people say, oh, a gun in the house is this, or a gun in the house is that, I say, yeah, BS. My grandma was bad with a shotgun. <laughs> Guns, new and used, ARs, Scars, AKs, handguns, shotguns, and cool airsoft stuff. NovaArmament.com I got a great new gun shop for you to visit in Northern Virginia. It's called Nova Armament. Located in Herndon on 795 Center Street, Suite 4A. NovaArmament.com The place is nice, the guides are great. NovaArmament.com Check them out this Saturday and say hi to Malcolm, Cameron, TJ, Chris, or Wade for me. NovaArmament.com Quick shout out to Lloyd, Frank, Aaron, Barbara, and Roger. Thanks again for all you've done for me and uh, and you. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast one more time again. Hey, if you uh, need some ammo, don't forget LuckyGunner.com. There's a link on BlackManOnTheGun.com that have actually um, worked for me this week. Um, Somebody actually bought some ammo, which is just too cool for school. Don't know about Lucky Gunner? Let me share this with you real fast. Is the cost of ammo bringing you down? Are you ready to have fun with your firearm again? If you need ammo, your friend and brother from a different mother has the answer. Lucky Gunner. Dot .com good prices luckygunner.com if your time is valuable luckygunner.com order your ammo today luckygunner.com where you won't waste your time and the shipping is fast it's 110% guaranteed luckygunner.com all right that's it for this week thank you for joining me again um, just remember, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Until next week, this is Ken Blanchard, your friend and your brother from another mother, wishing you peace. Shalom, baby.
1: This concludes another weekly edition of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks for listening. Feel free to leave Ken a review on iTunes about the show. Join the forum on blackmanwithagun.info or comment on the show notes on kenblanchard.com.